The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling in studio with us. He is the generator genius. <laughs> he is the guy who knows about the generators. And I'll tell you what, we needed some generators earlier in this week. To go with everything else that we needed? like Well, like, you, <laughs> yeah, you're right, like gas. Yeah. Like gas. But isn't, that, isn't that a... That's an, uh, an eye-opening experience right there to understand what it would be when we don't have what we need and we're struggling. Yep. That's right. You're absolutely right. We're going to bo- welcome Brian Finch of Brian Finch Quality Painting. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing well, Dave. How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so we're going to have a conversation about painting today. We're going to have a conversation about generators. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is here, so we're going to have a conversation about insulation and things like that well i was able to fill up with gas yesterday so i made it here today (laughs) just barely guys i'm not going to i have a long commute right i'm not going to work tuesday if i don't get more gas Mm -hmm. i have a half tank of gas and i've got a commute that's gonna eat up that easily I know. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel for a lot of these companies. You know, our guys were having gas issues all week driving around trucks and trailers. I mean, talk okay. about talk about using a whole bunch of gas. So hopefully they'll get this figure uh, thing figured out pretty quickly. We 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 had the same problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have offices in Charlotte, mm-hmm. offices uh. in Raleigh and Durham, and you know uh, that serves the Fayetteville area. But we had technicians. It on Thursday it was a struggle. Uh, they were they were struggling to get gas. But you know we have. Uh, service calls that we have to run so. right there was a there was a fella i had to stop you know I, I did get in a line yeah and i did get gas uh some point in the week and i was in butner okay and i that north of raleigh and, and durham and i'm in the line and i feel bad for everybody i feel bad for the people who didn't get gas then i saw some guy with with a with a landscaping company. Yeah. And he didn't fill up all of his tanks. Mm-hmm. He didn't fill up all of her his smaller gas containers. I'm thinking these guys got, got to be out of business. Yeah. I'm sure they struggled this past week. But one thing I did notice on the way here today on my commute, uh, plenty of gas stations open. Yeah. In my commute, plenty of people filling up, no lines. Good. Kind of seems like we're getting a little bit back to normal. I, so. I just think it was panic. I think it the was. news put it out. It yeah. might be tough to get gas, and everybody, you know, Rocked. went out and ran out and bought toilet paper and used yeah. all the gas. Are you, are you saying that the media caused panic? I no. think that is unreal. I think so. No. <laughs> I th- it might be a first, but I right. think so. If anybody's got a question, I'm going to offer up right now a gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill. Uh, to anybody with a question, either for Joel about generators or Brian about painting uh, or Brock about insulation and crawl space issues, just call right now, 919-860-9783. We'll put you on the radio, 
and you will get that $25 gift certificate. Let me ask Joel something. Was it Monday we had a bunch of storms? We did. Uh, you know, Greensboro had about four inches of hail. No kidding. In certain parts, like in front of the Academy Sports there off of Wendover. Yeah. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was classified an EF1 that uh, did touch down in Alamance County, mm. east, yeah. east yep. of uh, west of us. Right. So it is definitely uh, the time of the year that yeah. we're going to see these little summer, uh, early spring, uh, early summer storms pop up, and you never know what you're going to run into. When we think of generators, a lot of people have got this mindset. Number one, it's for the other guy. Yeah. It's for the guy with the half-million-dollar house or the guy who was, you know, whatever. And the other thing is we think of the pulling a rope right, and making your generator go. Well, <clears throat> generators are affordable. Companies yeah. like ourselves, like Comfort First. Yeah. Offer great financing packages. Right. And with those two combined, uh, we're able to, we've actually seen that it's the middle class American person, uh, middle income that yes. is, that is getting the generators. It's not the, it's not the 10,000 square foot heated homes that you see. Yeah. It's the everyday family that needs it. I to, see mobile homes with them. We, I we, mean, you'd we, be surprised. We oh, do yeah. a they lot. Don't, they don't want to lose their electricity either. We do a lot of generators on mobile homes. That's right. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to understand something. That's mostly your rural community, number yeah. one. Yeah. And yeah. that's also, for whatever reasons, one of the, because of the distance and so forth, that's one of the last grids that's going to go online that's right. because of infrastructure. Yes. Okay. So that... We see homeowners there, you're going to be on water with well. That's right. You're going to be on electric heat, uh, electric air conditioning, electric right. cooking. Right. Uh, and so it's a popular thing, and we do a lot of them. A no lot kidding. of them. And the, and the thing about it is <clears throat> generators now with the load management technology, we're able to put that 20 kW uh, generator on that double wide or that 12 kW on that single wide and still be able to give them the provisions that they need where before back in the day right that technology was not popular and it was not uh, if you did your load calculation you there was just no way of doing it and you end up just putting a little 7 kW generator on a and the the cost the 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 old uh saying is the juice is not worth the squeeze so to speak the cost yeah. wouldn't justify the means right now it's now it is okay we're going to talk about this load management during the show today because it's a, it's complex. It is math, isn't it? It's all math and it's engineering. It's all math. Math and engineering, yes. I, and I'm impressed. Uh, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling here. He is the genius of generators. Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting. Brian, how you doing? Dave, doing great. How are you? Good. I want to talk to you about something that happened in my house we're filling some holes. We moved a painting, all right? Moved a painting, and it turns out that whoever hung this painting couldn't find the stud on a first try. That's shocking. Shocking that it's my house, and this is the story. <laughs> and you know the funny thing is? The hole is about as big. I don't remember doing this. It's, it's one of those 
you you screw a thing into like a plastic yep. knob, yep. right? And then little it anchor. makes a butterfly inside, mm-hmm. and then you sure. got to pull the butterfly out, and it takes out half half the wall. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We filled it in, Brian. Now, Brian, first of all, this is work that I should have called you on because you will, before you paint a wall, you'll you'll correct the nail pops, right? That's correct, Dave. We, we come in, we, we prep all your walls. Um, if you have any kind of um, rotten wood on the exterior, um, yeah, we kind of try to take care of all the preparatory work uh, beforehand, before the painting happens. Um, and then also, of course, the power wash on the exterior as well. So inside my house, I ha- I actually kept the paint that we painted the walls with, which is smart. It's a smart thing to do. Yeah. It's, it's one of the only smart things we <laughs> I do in my house. My wife has wrote on top, living room. So I, I pass it. Brian, it doesn't match. Wow. Yeah. So that can be an issue with paint that sits for a long time. Um, the colorants can tend to fade over time. Um, the pigments don't last. Um, you know, it's, it's not seeing the UV rays, but they're just, um, they just fade over time. And right. so a lot of times with the older paint, and it also matters, too, if you keep it in a temperate environment. Um, a lot of times if you keep it somewhere that may be outside or outdoors with the environment getting hot and cold, um, that will kind of mess up the existing paint that you have. But um, usually for two or three years, the paint's pretty good. If you right. leave it in your garage area or somewhere in your house, that stays pretty moderately cool. Yeah, I've always heard in, instead of keeping the paint, uh, to address his point, uh, write, write it down. The living really? room was a Sherman Williams. It was this color blend. Because if you ever need to use that paint again, you can go down to the store and get a small amount of it, right? right You're not having right. to buy gallons of it, but then it's not going bad in your garage, producing a scent, um, among other things. Am I not supposed sure. to keep my extra paint in my cross space? <laughs> Probably not a good idea. I see, <laughs> no. that, I see that a lot. I see a lot of it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be a nice, cool area. Brian's <laughs> a little concerned about heat. Uh, yeah, it's not going to get too hot down there, but it, it will it will range anywhere from you know twenty five to eighty five. So there's a degrees. There's a there's a pretty wide range of temperature uh, fluctuations in crawl spaces that are unsealed. So it, it definitely can damage the paint. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's an example of a specific question that could have earned me <laughs> a gift certificate to High Park Barn <laughs> Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh, if I had only been. On the phone. True. Uh, since Dave, I'm in the studio, I can't. What's that, Brian? I said you should have called in for yourself. I will next week. <laughs> Brian, thank you. for Brian, as you can tell, is on the phone with us. But Brian and Joel will take phone calls from you. And if you've got a question about almost anything with your house, Brock will answer it. You know what I mean? If you've got a construction question... Brock's the guy to talk to. It might be the wrong answer, but I'll give you an answer. It's I exactly right. We don't. Cor- <laughs> we don't expect you guys to be correct. This is talk radio. We only deal in facts. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. This is making your home great. This is the highest rated home construction program on the radio right now. Here in the Metroplex. Here at FM 98.5. Right. <laughs> 
AM680 because nobody else is doing it. That's right. Uh, right now at this time. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Brian Finch of uh, Finch Quality Painting, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Joel, I want to talk about load management because, you know, that was – it sounds a lot like my nickname in high school, but the load <laughs> management is – has to do with figuring out how much I need, how many kilojoules I need. Uh, it, it's basically two factors. Uh, one, it allows the generator not to be as max stressed out. Uh, in other words, not to be under that duration of stress. Right. But to keep the generator from overloading itself and or underproducing. Okay. okay. So... <clears throat> You know, back in, you know, 15 years ago, people would have generators put in and they'd have this little small little panel put beside their electrical panel and they'd have just four or five circuits uh, that they would deem as essential and that's what they would put in there. But now we have load management modules that we put in that allows us to uh, control the whole house but keeps the generator, one, safely in a mode where we're not doing damage as far as under voltage. Right. Um, and then it allows us to understand that we can have heavy appliance in our homes. Uh, like, for instance, uh, the way it works is if we have a dryer. Yeah. Okay. We can send electricity to have that dryer working, but why not use, I mean, how many people are going to be really worried about drying the clothes during a major power outage? Right. I mean, you sure, if you're in multiple days, you might need to do laundry, but I would rather make sure I have my well pump or my sewer grinder or my air conditioning running. So the generator works in partnership with that load management device to yeah. basically, excuse me, basically say, hey, I'm going to take the electricity that could be demanded right. for that dryer and apply it to my air conditioner, right? Which will give me a little more longer runtime on my air conditioner, and my generator can can handle it. But let's say I need to use my dryer. Yeah. Okay. We set the load management devices up in the sequential order of priority that the homeowner needs. Right. Um, and so when that homeowner doesn't have to go out to the breaker box and turn a breaker on and turn it off and get their Honey, where's that notepad Joel told us how to do this and that like we used to with generators? Yeah. They just simply go to their dryer, turn their dryer on, the generator and the load management talk to each other and say, hey, you know, they've called for the dryer. I'm, I'm going to cut the load management device off to the stove. That's how Fancy. the party. Yeah, and it's all using the interior existing wire right. that is in your home. Right. And the generator is using that wire to travel that signal across. Uh, basically, and, and pick up and communicate. And if I'm trying to heat some soup while my wife turns on the dryer, mm -hmm. suppose that scenario actually does happen, mm -hmm. we can then decide, hey, wait a minute, this is silly. I, I really want this bowl of soup. <laughs> I, I really want that. She, I just turn off the dryer, and then what happens? Well, so the generator could very possibly allow that – bowl that stove to come on oh okay because you may not be using the electricity at that mo moment to heat your water heater but let's oh, see, i'm it. just saying if you have all those appliances going at one time on demand right obviously you take that engineering calculation and and the, the generator is not large enough to handle all those loads at one time immediate but right. if that generator is large enough to handle say eight eight kws yeah but we share it in certain different applications right 
And that's how you end up in a air-cooled generator. Now, if we want to sit there and say, Dave wants to have 100% capacity at yes, his I house. Do. I do. All the time. Yes. Then I need to possibly think about doing a calculation at that demand factor, and I'm in a liquid-cooled generator. Really? Okay. So this is like what you would see, very similar to what you see at your local fire department. Uh, you know, those, those yes. big rectangular big yep. generators. That's what I want. There you go. We can put them in for you. I want you. the big one. I but the, the price for those, one. those price of those. Now we'll put it in the mortgage. We don't care. <laughs> you know, so what I'm just saying, if you're yeah. if you're just using a generator to say we are being prepared right. for the what if, right? then I'm, I would suggest looking at the air-cooled generator, okay? But if you're sitting there saying, you know, <clears throat> Brock's house out there towards yeah. the uh, – Southern part of Wake County. Yep. Stately Brock Manor. Right. <laughs> they typically, because of the infrastructure, because of the construction, and because yeah. of where they're at, yeah. their power grid may be out at a longer period oh, of sure. time than yeah. anybody else. That sounds about right. At more yeah. times a year. And if that's the situation, we took look at that and say, okay, hey, if you're going to invest into this, you maybe want to be thinking about a liquid okay. cool. Okay. We've got Gwen in Raleigh. Hi, Gwen. You are on with Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, as well as Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. I have a, my apologies, I just tuned in because okay. I just got rid of a door-to-door salesman, and that's actually what I have a question about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is not exactly your in, three gentlemen's expertise, but we'll check when, it and see. Gwen, in what method did you use to get rid of the door-to-door salesman? Did you uh, just... Actually, I listened to him for quite a while, got a lot of information, uh, came back inside, pulled him up on Consumer Reports. All right. I usually just hit him in the forehead. Well, I was interested because it's something that I've thought about before. All right. Go ahead. What is your question? Solar panels. Solar panels. Solar energy and then generators and so forth, but as a backup or alternative to, you know, Duke Power Energy, they keep saying they're going to up the prices. Yeah. But how does one select, what are the pros and cons of solar energy? How does one select a company? Where do you go from there? Okay. And it's not quite your topic today. but No, it's not. But No, but that's that's okay. She wanted so. a hamburger, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. My, uh my my company triangle radiant barrier works very very closely with one of the largest solar companies here in the metroplex called nc solar now um i have heard great things from my clients that we've sent over that direction they've all been very very pleased uh the people that work there at nc solar now are very very educated on how to do this and how to do it the right way the first time uh it's a very good relationship so that's Probably where I would start is is reaching out to NC Solar now. I believe they can send out a few people to sit down at your table with you or even do a Zoom meeting and kind of explain to you all the ins and outs of solar. Solar is a great thing. It really is. Gwen, congratulations. You have won a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials, including the fried chicken prime rib and the $6 burger on Fridays, indoor and outdoor seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Gwen, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. All right. 
Uh, we're going to open this up again. Well, so uh, it's it's interesting she brought that topic up. Yeah. So solar, what solar does is solar actually helps you pay for your kilowatt usage, right? Yes. Let's say you have no solar, you're using 2,000 kilowatts a month. They're going to come in and try to put a solar package on your house yeah. that will compensate for that usage, okay? Yeah. It, it pays for itself. Radiant Barrier does the opposite. Okay. The reason we yeah. work with so many uh, solar companies is they figured out if we come in and install radiant barrier prior to an install, yes, we drop the kilowatt usage of the property by twenty five percent. Yes. So instead of eighteen solar panels up there, they need twelve. Well, they're selling those panels for four thousand dollars a panel. You yes. see what I'm saying? Yes. So these solar companies have figured out, look, we can cut the price of this in half. If we have this company come out and put in Radiant Barrier, then we can put less solar panels on the house to compensate. ends up being a lot cheaper. Um, but it, it, solar is an amazing thing, especially if you can find a good, reputable company to work with. And NC Solar Now is who I've been working with for several years. All right. Thank you, Gwen. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. The generator genius is right here. Uh, Brian Finch, a Finch quality painting on the phone. Don't go away, Brian. We're going to get to you. We've got two guys in studio who've got questions for you. And you just heard from Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. This is making your home great. We look for your phone call at 919-860-9783. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is our telephone number for making your home great. Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting is here, uh, and uh, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. So I had a estimate this week. A, a young lady reached out to us, wanted us to come out to insulate her home, and while I was out there, she was asking me a lot of questions about. Um, other things in the house and issues yeah. that she was having. And one of them jumped out to me, and I'm actually glad Brian's on the show today. So this this young lady has painted the trim around the doors on the interior part of her house now four times in the last year and a half. And when I was what? out there, it was all peeling and coming off. And she said, I've painted this trim four times in the last year and a half. And look at it. It's peeling. It's coming off. It's not, not staying on there. You know, what am I doing wrong? Now, I know a little bit about everything, but I did not know exactly how to answer this question. Brian, do you think that had to do with prep? Or do you think that might have? Now, she did have mold growing on the ceiling in the upstairs bathroom. And this was the hallway leading up to that bathroom. So... Okay. So this wasn't all the doors? This was just a few of the doors that were peeling? There were three of them in that hallway. All three of them were, were peeling and coming off. And I did not know to tell her, A, you're you're not talented at this. Don't do this anymore. <laughs> uh, B, it's a humidity issue. Or mm -hmm. C, it's a prep surface. What do you think? You know, I think it could be all three. I'm not saying the talent part is uh, you need any talent to paint because obviously um, I love the paint. Um, you know, I loved the paint when I was three, so I didn't have much talent then. And I think, um, you know, as far as the preparatory part, you know, that's a huge part of painting. Um, I think sanding it down, getting it kind of cleaned up, making sure it's dry is very important. Um, 
I know a lot of surfaces sometimes can look dry to the touch, um, kind of feels a little bit moist. And so sometimes just double check the surfaces. Um, and also too, um, you know, a paint that goes over a paint, you always want to kind of double check what was there first. And the existing paint could pose, could pose a problem with the um, applied paint on top of it if it's not the correct kind of paint. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I figured. I, at the time, I told her, look, you know, this is probably has a lot to do with the fact that the surface is not super dry when you're painting it. Yeah. But I, I couldn't, you know, it, it's hard to tell. This is an area she painted. Does she have a lot of humidity in that hallway? Well, I would assume so. Due to the amount of moisture damage I found on the drywall inside the bathroom, which was just off of the hallway, I didn't notice any mold growth in the hallway. But again, there's not a water source in there. There is one in the bathroom. Yeah, that's really tricky because I think there must be a lot of humidity in that house for her to have that issue on. I just I feel like that that's possibly a humidity issue. Yeah, it might be. All right, once it's scraped off or removed, Brian, what could you do or what could a qualified and good painter do, even if it's a DIY job? What can you do to avoid that peeling off again? Sure, sure. So when we come across something like this, Dave, we like to kind of go at it with all um, all we've got. And so we typically would oil prime it first just to seal in any kind of um, prior existing um, kind of things that could be messing up the um, ongoing coatings. And so right. we would prime it with oil, um, get it a nice prime coat, Sand it down really nice after that. And then after you sand the oil primer, you can apply oil or latex on top of that. Um, the oil primers these days are just great to kind of start your preparatory process with. And so that's what we would recommend. So oil primer. Okay. Makes yeah, sense. And sometimes even the kills from the lows. I mean, that stuff, I know it's kind of, it's the old school primer, but it's right. more really strong but it works fantastic you know I, I don't know why people don't prime it more uh i think it has to do with well, maybe a little bit of laziness i mean mm. you you have to prep the surface I and prime do... it before you no, know they think but of it, it painting twice yeah but then they paint it and it doesn't work and they have to come back and repaint it again and then again and, and, lot, and then again and a lot of paint is kind of marketed with the primer existing in the paint can but um, it can be a little misleading. Um, the oil primer is a very important step, I think, in our book, just because it, um, it helps us exteriorly and interiorly with the preparatory process. Okay. I, 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 yeah, Joel's got a question for you, Brian. Yeah, uh, Brian, I got a, two questions for you. One, uh, my parents' house is some type of wood siding. I, I don't know. It's been painted years and years ago. But we noticed the other day of my, at Mother's Day, we were outside. It was pretty. There's a lot of uh, wood-borne hornets or wood-borne some type of bee. Yeah. yeah. And they've bored a bunch of holes in the siding and in the soffit. Um, and now, have in mind, it's probably had not been painted in, in uh, oh, I'm going to say at least 10 years. My question is, one, does painting on a regular basis or maintaining paint control those 
uh, insects from doing that. And two, when the holes are there, if you hire a painter, is it just going to be like they just paint over that or do they need to fill it? And what did they fill it with? And then I have another question after that. Go ahead. No, that's a great question. Um, you know, I wish I could answer the first one like with, um, you know, without a doubt, but I, I, I hate to say that the, the prep or the, the constant maintenance of a house is very important, I think, in a lot of ways. I just don't know scientifically if, um, because we have painted houses and fixed them and then heard like maybe three months later that those carpenter bees were back. And so we kind of know the carpenter bees are territorial um, per se, and I think that is with most animals and how they kind of react to surfaces. And so I think a lot of times even honeybees tend to kind of go back to where they once were the year before. Um, All right, now, Brian, I'm going to redirect the question and ask you, if you walked next to the, you were hired to do this house, you're not going to paint over holes. No. Are you no. going to fill them? We would. We would. Or what are you going to fill them with? Depending on the size of the holes, um, the Bondo, they have a couple of different Bondos out now. They used to just have it for tours. Now they have a Bondo product that's actually for houses. And um, yeah. it just kind of comes with a hardener. It's a two-part process. We mix it up. Um, it just goes on and applies really easy into that hole. Um, it takes about 20 minutes for it to dry. Once it's dried, we go back and sand it. And then that's where we would kind of go back in and spot oil prime it just to kind of give it that extra oomph that it needs to kind of stick around for a long time. And then after we spot prime it, we would sand it slightly again. And then we just go over that fascia or soffit board with a nice two coat coating. Wow, that's All right. what so, I needed. So that's how you that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's how you, you fix it correctly. That's exactly what you need. Yeah, okay. I, I said wood putty, but then I thought, man, that would shrink. Yeah, it would. Wood putty weather would shrink and just fall out. All right, it, especially got, if it's getting direct yeah, sun. Yeah, that's right. All yeah. right, now I'm going to admit a little thing. Uh, I put in a floor at one point a, a few years back, and in cutting the floor boards, the pieces of wood to put on the um i i forgot that i was leaning against a handrail on the deck and i cut into it okay now so it has slices in there right brian has just told us that bondo (laughs) makes something (laughs) like if you have an imperfection in your in your handrail like from a saw mark right because you forgot Right, or you drilled into the handrail because you were drilling something else and you Uh forgot you were leaning. It fixes everything, though. Bondo? Yeah, Bondo fixes everything. (laughs) It can. Yeah, I had never even heard of that. It's definitely not a 20-year fix. Right. Um, I would say it's more of a, you know, it's not a Band-Aid either. It's kind of a four- to five-year fix. Yeah. No, I just need something I can walk away from and... Forget that I did it, right? Yeah, I have another question for you, Brian. So let me just let me just jump in. The guy asking the questions at this point, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. He is the expert on generators. You call him right now nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We'll give you something. And Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting answering the questions. So in the generator market. Uh, as well as the HVAC market, um, our customers uh, find value in the not only the manufacturer's warranties, but as what guarantees that 
our company ads as well. Uh, you know, I am in the process of building a home now, and the one thing that I have not heard from my contractor or anything is any warranty on the guy painting my house. Yeah. On the color or any is. Am I asked the question to the contractor building my house? I said, "What is the warranty on the paint?" Now, he just kind of looked at me, kind of <laughs> dumbfounded, and said, "It's the same warranty that he would follow for whatever the license board requires the state to have, as far as." But is there a warranty on paint? Especially, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if that's, that's a stupid that's a great question. question. Actually, so it does differ from, I believe, state to state, and also manufacturer to manufacturer, but. I believe, you know, sometimes they'll throw out the lifetime warranty. Um, the lifetime of the paint is different than a lifetime of a person. And so some people will kind of <laughs> it's say... in the fine know, print. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the fine print may say the lifetime of this paint only is intended to last for 15 to 20 years. Yeah. Um, probably not, maybe not that maybe not that long, just because most paints are created to probably last about 10 to 12 but if you get some of your durable, high-end paints that are pretty expensive on the market, there um, they can go, you know, upwards to. Uh, we've seen them last from fourteen to twenty years, pretty well. Well, that's, that's good. pretty good. Yeah. Fourteen to I didn't know. I said it's, yeah, it was a question. Well, you know, know, it's when they're building a house, they're not thinking about what the paint's going to look like six years from now. The right. builder's going to throw up whatever paint he can get his hands on, make the house look real nice, sell the house, and now you're dealing with the aftermath. So, right. you well, asking it, that question to your builder, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, looked at you funny. Yeah. What kind of warranty? What kind of paint are you using? <laughs> you know, is this indoor yeah. paint you're trying to paint my fence with, or well, is this outdoor paint? That, well, the other are, thing was what type of paint, what quality name brand of paint. That's I, right. I mean, are we getting I mean, it from Sears and Roebuck, or are we getting it from right. a place that's going to be open five, six, twenty years from is now this, that I can match? Yeah, is this Sherman Williams or Jim's yeah. paint? <laughs> I mean, I want to. Yeah, that'd be the way to get. No, now Brian, let me ask you since. Brock mentioned this. What is a good paint? I mean, can I walk into a, a Lowe's or a Home Depot and buy the store brand and end up with a good paint? You know, Dave, I think for the most part what we work with is uh, manufacturers that kind of have sales reps out in the field. And so a lot of times these big box stores won't have that happening. So we kind of feel more comfortable working with the Sherwin-Williams Sherwin of the world. Yeah. Just because of that um, that helpfulness in the field, but um, through their through their paint lines, uh, they've got so many great durable paints. And you know, I would definitely go with something, um, you know, super paint, something that they've had on their lines for about twenty or thirty years. That was one of their original yeah. go-to paints, uh, starting off. And that starts off with your kind of that's kind of the beginning of your better paint, right? And so you kind of start with super paint, and that's a really good paint for the money. It's fantastic. All right, I gotta, I've got to ask Joel Worsham a question, otherwise he's going to feel lonely. <laughs> the generator genius, you, you got an ad plan, and I joked about the ad, but now I realize why it's a good thing. When somebody installs a generator mm -hmm. with you guys now, right, you're going to include a free something. A transfer switch. So if you call into our office and say that you listen to me on Saturday on, yeah. on making your home great, uh, we do have a promotion uh, where the transfer switch is included. 
And Dave asked me, what's a transfer switch? No, actually, <laughs> actually, I said, gosh, that's nice that you're including the transfer switch. Isn't the generator pretty much useless without the transfer switch? Yeah, the transfer, yeah. Yeah, the mean, transfer switch is what takes you off of Duke Energy and puts you on the generator. And then when Duke Energy gets restored, puts you back on Duke Energy. So it is definitely what we could call, you know, it could be the brains of the operation or main, mainly the operating systems of telling the generator when to come on and when not to come on. And the thing is, I, now I realize it makes it's a it good cheaper. thing. makes it cheaper. Right. It's, he's including it free. Right. That's the word he didn't use in the commercial. Yeah. He's including it free. Right. So you thought it was buy the car, get the tires for free? Exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> that ca- gotcha. And, and I thought the car is useless without the tires. <laughs> All right. The other thing is this transfer switch. Now- do I have to do anything when the lights go out? It's totally automatic. Totally automatic. Yeah. Will I even notice? You will notice. So there would be a like a eight second delay that your power goes out. Too long. <laughs> I can't wait that long. <laughs> there's a eight, eight seconds. whole seconds. There's eight seconds before the generator will start up, and then it's eight to twenty seconds after that it's going to be transferred. So roughly a twenty seconds. Uh, possibly a minute, depending on in yeah. other circumstances that's going on. But it's going to be within 20 seconds, typically, your generator has got the house uh, under its load. You know, my one of my wife's close friends that lives back in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. So when this, this whole thing happened to them in, in you know, February, March mm-hmm. this year when they yes. lost power for two weeks, you know, she, she was uh, streaming, I guess, or, or doing Facebook Live. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but there was a video of her walking down the street when all the power was off. And all yeah. the houses were pitch black, and she was saying, oh, it's so cold out here, nothing's on. And then she looks over to the left, and there's one house in the neighborhood that not only has all its power, but oh, there's man. people in the garage laughing and joking around. They're grilling out in the front yard. And yeah. she was like, well, look at this. Well, they had a generator. They had yeah. a good generator, apparently. Right. right. But the whole neighborhood was there. They yeah. were they were taking advantage of the one neighbor well, that had all were. the electricity. Sure. You I got, never know when you'll need it. I got a subdivision in Durham. Um, it's near a golf course. I just it just left me off top top of my head. So we've got three generators within a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And uh, we were there a couple weeks ago doing their annual maintenance. You know, uh, and we scheduled where we went from. You know, neighbor one, neighbor two, and neighbor three. And uh, we were there doing the maintenance, and we were pulling out, leaving at the end. And the whole neighborhood's out walking the dog, and they're talking to each other, and this, that, and the other. And uh, I, I just stopped and rolled the window down and said, thank you for, for calling Comfort First. And I was, you know, going on my way. And the whole neighborhood was like, we're so glad <laughs> yeah. that you installed those generators because now we all have a place to go. And uh-huh. I was like, well, I can install one at your house as well. Yes. I'd be more than happy to. And they're like, no, because Brock's <laughs> over here got one, so he's fine. I got one. That's not necess- That's when it works too well. So what happens is three neighbors need to collaborate with each other and find out which house is going to get the generator, and they'll, <laughs> right. all, they'll all pitch in yeah. on it. And there really is no pretending that you don't have it because your lights are going to be on. Everything's going to be on. Everything's yeah. going to be on. Now, it's not a loud unit, is it? It is like... It's like a lawnmower, isn't it? I it's mean, like it's, a commercial 
lawnmower. If you've ever had landscaping companies come in your neighborhood, yeah, mowing the yard, that's what it sounds that's, like. That's nothing. It's quieter than what your Lowe's lawnmower would be or Craftsman lawnmower, but that's it's nothing. It's going to be. If I've got a heater, air conditioning, I, you know, yeah. I, I can I can deal with the noise. You know, the the what? biggest thing is, yeah. the biggest thing is is finding the value with the right contractor to install it the correct way. Right. That's the most important thing because it's not just placing something on the ground and wiring a transfer switch in. It's it's evaluating your whole electrical system. It's evaluating your uh, fuel system, which will be your gas. Mm-hmm. It's evaluating the location of the generator, making sure that's a safe location that we're not causing damage or yeah. a safety concern for you and your family. So it's all about that homeowner looking at the generator installation company and making sure they're finding value in the warranty, the installation process, and the guarantees that that company's offering. That's right. All right, right, good. We're back in just a moment. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on making your home great. (music) FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great. Our final segments, uh, really our final couple of minutes, Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Brian, if I'm going to paint a garage door, metal garage door, what kind of paint should I use? Oil paint, Dave. Oil-based paint. Do I need to, if there's a little bit of rust or a little bit of discoloration or whatever on it, do I need to use some sort of um, primer? Primer, yeah. Definitely, definitely, Dave. So you would want to stand that rust off or try to kind of get it down to where it's not flaky and try to prime it as best you can. And, and the, sometimes the spray kills oil cans, uh, the oil-based spray can from the kills, that works really well with... Uh, applications uh, like that. All right. Brian, I I need to know your website and your telephone number, if you don't mind. Don't mind at all, Dave. It's uh, www.fencepainting.com. The phone number is 919-609-7759. 7759. That is 919-609-7759. Finch Painting. Now, Finch is F-I-N-C-H. Yes, sir? Yes, sir. All right, very good. Joel Worsham, Comfort First Heating and Cooling. How to contact you guys? Uh, 919-777-1777 or at www.yourcomfortfirst.com. Look up the generator reviews. You will not be disappointed. Yeah? Yes. All of our customers are uh, asked to put a review on there. Yeah. And uh, 99% of our generator customers... After our installation process, they're more than happy to put a review on there and a, and a rating. Uh, I believe check that. Check that out. I, I believe, believe that. that. I yeah. believe that. All right. And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Radiant Barrier. TriangleRadiantBarrier.com or yeah. 919-986-8808. All right. We, every week we have interesting people on the radio show. This was a good show, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Brian Finch, take care of yourself. See you, Brian. All right. See you, guys. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, our generator genius. I appreciate your...
appreciate your your coming in. Thank you to you both. Although the guy who we work with, the Mike, who's the sales rep, wants to call you the generator genie. Genie. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't think that's a good thing. This is making your home great.